electrics are hitting the market every day, and there's still electric vehicle companies joining the public market. The latest Exos, we have the co-founder joining us this morning, and CEO Dakota Semler. Dakota's joining us from the NASDAQ market side. Great to have you here. Thanks for joining, Dakota. Yeah, thank you for having me this morning. So walk us through where you fit within this big industry that's emerged, not just electric vehicles, but particularly attached to e-commerce. The timing of this, I'm guessing to some degree around the demand we've had for all the delivery the past year. Yeah, absolutely. So we really fill a void that fleet operators have been asking for for several years. Prior to actually starting Exos, we ran fleets ourselves that operated in that last mile. And we saw how challenging it was becoming to operate diesel vehicles in those kinds of operations. So we really built the business around supporting those last mile fleets and making sure they could make the transition with their gas and diesel engine trucks to electric without disrupting their overall operations. But we're really focused on that fleet use case. It's not about passenger cars or long haul trucks. It's focused on that last mile fleet operations. That's where most of our customers are today. And what do you do specifically at Exos? Are you making the batteries? Are you making the chassis? Are you putting it all together, the pieces, to deliver an actual vehicle? Or do you send parts to someone else who puts the vehicle together? Walk us through uh, the way you get to your product. Yeah, so when we first started, we actually went out to fleets and, and wanted to see what was most important to them. And they came back and they said that they want to see the most durable vehicles on the road. They weren't going to make any excuses for electric vehicles. And second, they wanted to see a compelling return on investment when making any new technology buys. And so what we focused on in the areas of the vehicle that would actually allow us to deliver on that, ex that durability that exceeds diesels, as well as a better total cost of ownership for these fleet operators. So that starts in the battery system. We build our own battery system, starting with a cell from a supplier that we then engineer, design, manufacture, and install onto our vehicles, as well as our modular chassis platform that allows us to sell into different use cases, such as parcel delivery with large fleets like FedEx or other customers that might be operating more vocational applications like a uniform rental business. And then lastly, the third thing we do is our software and vehicle controls. So this is all of the safety systems, the actual software that runs the vehicle and reports all that data back to those fleet operators. That's done by Exos internally. And when we can bring all these things together, our modular chassis platform, our battery system, and our software vehicle controls, we actually work with manufacturing partners to assemble our chassis in their facilities. And why that's great is it allows us to ramp incredibly quickly as you've probably seen, the demand in this market is growing faster than anyone really anticipated. And so we wanted to be able to have a partner that could help scale us through that manufacturing phase. And uh, right now, that, that partner is, uh, I know that you've uh, had a partnership and a deal with uh, FedEx. Are, are there other customers uh, that uh, viewers will recognize, will know? Uh, walk me through kind of where you're getting orders right now. Yeah, so it's a great question. We've started with a lot of parcel delivery companies like FedEx, but we've expanded our horizons and we're now working with a number of different customers, including Cintas, which is another uniform rental yep. business, Unifirst, another large uniform rental and linen services business, as well as a lot of other food and beverage delivery businesses. So companies like Anheuser-Busch, Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits, and a wide array of other regional, vocational, and last mile customers. 
how does, uh, in particular, maybe starting with the battery, how does the battery differ from your competitors? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of people making batteries right now, Dakota, as you know. How do you stand out in this market? That's a really important point, and it's an area that we've spent years focusing on. What a lot of people are doing is taking a battery system that was engineered for a passenger car and putting it on a truck. Now, they're entirely different use cases. A passenger car might be operated for 100, 150,000 miles. A commercial truck regularly goes north of 300, 400, even 500,000 miles in its lifespan. And so we knew we needed to start at the building block of battery systems, which is at the cell, and build something that was purpose-built for commercial vehicles. So everything we do in the battery system, the mechanical module, the thermal management system, all of our battery management systems and controllers, as well as our enclosures and our vibration systems, those are all designed for that commercial vehicle application. And that's really about understanding that fleet customer and building something that's of value to them. What you're going to start to see is companies that aren't building their own batteries, they're going to start to see premature degradation or failures or wear mm. where fleet operators aren't going to tolerate that. I mean, we've just seen this week, uh, even General Motors has had trouble with the basic uh, sedan passenger vehicles having to recall the Chevy Bolt. So the tech seems to be maybe a little bit more complicated than sometimes uh, we realize. Uh, what, Dakota, do you think will be the timeline for uh, us uh, to understand as investors and adjust this technology, how it works in these big trucks, because the biggest leaders in the uh, in the passenger vehicle space right now still are having some complications, as we saw with GM. Even Tesla has had its ups and downs with the recalls and difficulty as the market leader. How do we know how these trucks are going to function long term? Do you feel confident? Is there certainty? What is that kind of confidence interval that we can run these big trucks and vans on batteries? Yeah, it's a, a really important point. And that's actually one of the differentiating factors about Exos is we've had trucks on the road for several years now. Our battery systems have been in testing and on road and on highway environments since 2018. So we've already demonstrated to a number of our customers that these systems work in their regular fleet operations. And I think that's important because it's not just about testing a technology or showcasing a technology, it's about scaling it to production and then demonstrating that it works in the customer's environment, which can be much more rigorous than some of these engineering environments. So for us, it's all about showing fleets that it actually works and it actually exists in their operations. And we've been doing that for a few years now. But as we continue to deliver more trucks, you'll see more vehicles on the road and last mile applications and vocational applications. And you start to get fleets to actually really buy in that this is a, a possibility. It's no longer you know, uh, a distant uh, time in the future. How many trucks has uh, FedEx purchased and what is the potential for that number going forward? Can you give us more details about that relationship, that partnership? As it seems, correct me if I'm wrong, is the biggest one you have right now. Yeah, so FedEx ground operators have purchased 120 vehicles. That number is growing and we're continuing to see that demand actually build up year over year. Uh, when we look at other customers, they're also seeing larger demand. Not only is there a surge in their last mile delivery operations because of the growth of e-commerce that's been driven by this pandemic, but you also have seen fleets actually being proactive in replacing their diesel vehicles in places like cities in New York and Los Angeles and other locations. So while FedEx is one of our largest customers, uh, we expect that number and that relationship to continue to grow along with a number of other different partners.
Dakota, uh, with the, the potential for the electrification of these fleets, how uh, much can the electric trucks do relative to like the entirety of a FedEx fleet? I mean, it, can it be 100% replaced by electric or are there gonna be certain parts of the country where there's just too much driving that's more suburban that uh, will go beyond the capacity of the battery range? Yeah, that's a really, really important point. And when we look at all of these large parcel delivery fleets, FedEx, UPS, Amazon, they've all indicated that they're going to full zero emissions or carbon neutrality. And so FedEx has indicated they're gonna do it by 2040. UPS has slightly different goals and Amazon has slightly different goals, but they've all indicated they're gonna get there. When we look at the, the tail end of the applications, it's generally long haul trucking. We don't anticipate long haul trucking will go electric in the next five years, but we really think that all of those applications that are in last mile delivery, under 200 miles every single day, returning to the same base, those are gonna go electric very quickly. Hmm. The technology's already here today. We've already built vehicles that have over a 200 mile range. And so it's not a question of whether the technology works anymore. It's now how quickly can you roll it out and support those fleets across the country. One thing I read is that, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong again, but do you offer fleets as a service, or at least um, that's what it seems like. Are you gonna own the trucks as inventory and let people rent them out? Uh, what, how much of the business is that gonna be? It's a great, great point. And we actually do that to help fleets within tra this transition. So it's not just the actual truck asset itself, it's also the infrastructure installation and servicing and supporting that infrastructure, as well as a number of other mm. data services, including telematics and vehicle safety monitoring. And why that's important is most fleet operators don't have the experience of installing electrical infrastructure or managing the energy for charging their vehicles. So we're helping with that transition. And we've been able to do it by actually finding great partners to help us build out that fleet as a service product. So one of those partners is DLL. They're one of the world's largest vendor finance companies, and they're actually gonna help finance a lot of that infrastructure, including the vehicle asset itself, so that we can then provide that as a service to those customers, so they don't have to bear that big financial burden of acquiring every single new vehicle that they need for their fleet. All right, Dakota, thanks for the details. Congratulations on going public and looking forward to continuing the conversation around earnings, et cetera. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for the time. Absolutely. Dakota Samler is the co-founder and CEO at XOS. XOS is the ticker.